Welcome to the Testimony Word broadcast from the Keepers House Chapel International. Our mission is to bring healing, transformation, and meaning to the lives of people in different societies with the good news of Jesus Christ. When you allow yourself to grow in a relationship with Him, you start getting filled up. When you are full of the Spirit, eh, you will be restrained and constrained from doing some things that are not of honest report. God's servant delivers the word of truth with clarity, simplicity, and dexterity. Here is Pastor Francis Aubin proclaiming God's mind to you today. Let's pray. Father, we are grateful unto you. Thank you for your presence. Thank you for your anointing. Thank you for your word that is anointed to bless us. We give you praise. Amen. Amen. Let's stand for the reading of God's word. Isaiah chapter 54. Verse 1 to 3. Isaiah 54, verse 1 to 3. It says, Sing, O barren, thou that didst not bear, bring forth, break forth into singing, and cry aloud, thou that didst not travail with child. For more are the children of the desolate than the children of the married wife, saith the Lord. Enlarge the place of thy tent, and let them stretch forth the curtains of thy inhabitations. Spare not, lengthen thy courts, and strengthen thy stakes. For thou shalt break forth on the right hand and on the left hand. Thy seed shall inherit the Gentiles and make the desolate cities to be inhabited. Praise the Lord. Is it powerful already? We are considering stretch part five. And today we'll be considering the purpose and benefits of stretching. We have been on this road where we are believing God to stretch. We are believing God to reach the maximum and appropriate levels of our divine potentials. We want to be able to partner God as his children to be able to become the people he has called us to be here on earth for his work. So there is a reason why God wants us to stretch. The scripture we read is God through the prophet Isaiah prophesying to Israel that it is necessary for them to stretch. And in stretching, he begins to consider their initial condition. And their initial condition or position where God, through his prophet, was admonishing them to stretch was in the place of a need. So here, the prophet starts by addressing the condition of Israel as if she was a woman or a wife who is in need of children. And so here it says, Sing, O barren, thou that didst not bear, break forth into singing and cry aloud, thou that did not travail with child. Why? For more are the children of the desolate than the children of the married wife, saith the Lord. So clearly, you see that 
God's mind and intent for us stretching has to do with us moving into the realm where he sees things even though we don't see them. So God is talking to the barren woman and he's saying that many are the children of the desolate, the barren woman, than the woman who is married and uh, who has um, everything almost humanly set in place. Hey. So we see that God is asking Israel to stretch to meet what he sees. Stretch into his perspective rather than their natural condition. That is why the prophet was considering their initial condition from the place of need. And in that place of need, he begins to tell them that there are keys there that I will deal with if God gives me permission towards the end of the message that the person that is stretching, first of all, God wants that person to break forth, praise the Lord, break forth into singing and cry aloud. So, stretching, even though we have said it's sacrificial, it looks like you are being beaten and it requires your ready obedience. When it's time for you to do it, you have to do it with singing, you have to do it in joy. Are you here now? Are you sure we are together? So, there is the agency for us to spread. And that is why God wants us to stretch. You see, the purpose of us stretching is for us not to remain the same as the word of God met us. It's, this is the word of God coming to Israel. And in the end... God was letting Israel know that you will move from barrenness into fruitfulness. Are you here now? So that you will change, your life will be transformed from your initial place. And so there was an agency for Israel to spread. And that is the will of God. And that will comes with instruction. And that instruction is for Israel to have a new perspective of faith. A new perspective of attitude. A new insight against the tide that was against them. So when you read verse 2, it says that normally someone who is undergoing fruitlessness will, will be tied down and will lack the, the bubble and the energy to do things. But there is an agency for Israel to spread. So in verse 2, he begins to tell them that enlarge the place of thy tent. <laughs> enlarge it. And let them stretch forth the curtains of thine habitations. And boy, when you are doing that, spare not. Lengthen thy courts and strengthen thy stakes. So these are keys we are going to learn. But the agency for them to spread is in the fact that God is foreseeing the many children that Israel is going to have, including possessing nations, possessing Gentiles, 
possessing desolate land, because if you read verse 3, it talks about the fact that, for thou shalt break forth on the right hand and on the left hand. So you see that there is a breaking forth coming. And thy seed shall inhabit the Gentiles. So this barren Israel is going to have seed. And the seed is going to inhabit Gentiles. It's also going to make the desolate cities inhabited. So here we see that there is a mammoth crowd coming. And the Lord is preparing them that the ability to contain the blessings that are coming is contingent on your, on your willingness to stretch now. And when you stretch, you create that capacity to be able to receive what God is bringing. So he said, enlarge the place of thy tent. How do you enlarge the place of thy tent when you have no children? When there are no physical people to see who may occupy a place, what, what energy and enthusiasm do you have in enlarging? But God is saying that, I want you to enlarge the place of thy dwelling. Beautiful. And let them stretch forth the curtains of thine habitations. So you see that stretching is going on all over the place because of what God is going to do. The point is that if you and I do not come to the place where we'll be willing to stretch, we will lose the fruitfulness and the blessings God is bringing our way. Statistics say that about 50%, if not more, of all that is produced in Ghana in terms of agriculture goes to waste because there is not a proper setup, storage facility for all that is produced. So right from the farm, the bad roads, the bad plan to transport the produce from the farm to the market causes a lot of the rot of the things that are produced and then we keep importing. So any nation that's a serious nation will solve these issues, especially when we keep babbling and blabbing that agriculture is what gives us more in terms of our budgetary support. This is an agrarian economy. And uh, it is a mystery that all governments have not been able to solve this matter where tomatoes get spoiled, rotten, where everything. So you can imagine when God is telling them that they should enlarge the place of their tent and stretch forth the curtains of their habitations because there is no use God giving you a blessing you cannot contain. And a blessing you have not built capacity for will crush you. So when God sees that this is what I'm going to do for you in the last quarter of 2020, he begins to instruct you like the way he instructed the people of Israel to begin to stretch. And most of the time, we become people who become like troubleshooters. We normally wait till the phenomenon takes place before we think about how to handle it. Hey, 
We normally will wait until, I mean, you can imagine that a man who has impregnated a wife will not look for money to take the wife to the hospital to deliver. And when the water of the woman breaks, the man will be looking everywhere for money. That's a foolish man right there. Because child delivery is not accidental. You are a foolish man to be running around when it's time to pay school fees. Because children's school fees, term for paying school fees, is not a mystery. One time, one taxi driver asked um, a prophet whom I was understanding to give him money to renew his driver's license. And he asked the taxi driver that, did your license have an accident? Because renewing your driver's license, that has an expiry date. It's not a mystery. It's not an accident. So you save and plan to do it. The same with rent. Now, as you are chewing the chicken, no, rent is coming. And you, you might build your house in your mouth, but bills don't respect your eating habit. If you want to marry, you plan for it. The marriage is not in the waste. You plan for it. Stop all these things. Church should have helped me. What did your church do for you? Are you mad? Stretch. Prepare yourself. Enlarge the place of thy dwelling. Hey. So, many people sit down and uh, what they are expecting is released, but they do not have a place to put up the blessings that they have been expecting. You need to build your nest before the rain comes. Don't be like the vulture. I will build my house tomorrow. I will buy the land tomorrow. You, you have to let heaven know that you are ready for whatever is ready to pour on you. I'm feeling it already. You see, in this country, we are very funny people. Every time there are rains in Accra, places that must not flood even get flooded. Because and the metropolis has got sanitation officers who are not interested in the silting gutters. They are not interested in checking the attitude of the people from throwing things into pathways of, of water. The country town planners, they will collect small money and allow people to build and say, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead and build, blah, 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 blah. And then the rains will come. Small drizzle, no? You will see that everywhere is becoming like a sea. Then they will come and speak big language. And even sanitation officers, they become lampoo collectors in this country. 
So the work they really have to do to prepare the city for the rains that might be coming, they, they don't do it. They do something else. And when the rains are coming, people begin to suffer. The last time when it rained, a medical doctor was washed ashore. Medical doctor. In a country where patient-doctor ratio is as, is as wide as from the east to the west, a medical doctor gets washed by rains because people who are paid, and we have a minister of sanitation, all government, regardless of their manifesto, they are not interested. So, this is how human beings will behave. The point I'm making is that human beings, we are not interested in preparing for what is ahead of us. So, when whatever is ahead of us becomes inevitable, we are found in the place of wanting. So, God was speaking to them and was telling them that, hey, you guys, enlarge the place of thy dwelling. Tell somebody, have a, a mind of enlargement. Tell somebody by your side. Yeah. You have to always look beyond yourself. You have to look beyond your cash. Look beyond your education. You must find yourself where you are stretching. Now, if God instructed them that they should enlarge the place of their dwelling, that is that God knew that every human being has elasticity. Every nation has the ability to stretch. Every city, every family, are you following now? Has the ability to stretch. But people don't stretch. That's why God had to instruct the prophet to go and preach to them that, boy, oh boy, stretch. Hey. Stretch. 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 Even the curtains, eh? stretch it. It's nice. Beautiful. Look at the scripture. Very beautiful scripture. Verse 2. Enlarge the place of thy tent. (laughs) And let them stretch forth the curtains of thine habitations. Spare not. Lengthen thy cords. And strengthen thy stakes. So in doing so, God says that. When the Bible says spare not, it means that immediately do it because one of the things that kills people is procrastination. That you know that this is what is urgent for me to do, but you allow the birds of this life, the cares of this life, to take the word out of your heart when you have received a word, a premonition, a discernment, an urgency on your spirit to stretch Sometimes, there is no physical pointer for you to use it as a reference point to stretch. But you will be there and God will drop something in your heart that it's time to buy that house. It's time to do this. It's time to do that. Because when there are no children, how do you stretch? Most people build a house based on their number of dependents, true or false? But when there are no dependents, Insight yet. How do you stretch? God will drop it in your heart. So you stretch based on your expectation. Based on what God is leading you into. 
I'm feeling it. And sometimes everything around you will tell you that stretch because you see everybody stretching. <laughs> hey. When everybody stretches around you and you refuse to stretch, you see that you become the odd one out. And the word that he said to one, he said to all. He said to Israel, all of you, what? Stretch. And most of the time, God will let us know what to do, but we spare the time. Because in and of yourself, you always feel you are young. You always feel, I've got time. You don't have time. That stomach, and if you have to shrink it, this is the time. I don't want to go there. I don't want to go there. This is the time. <laughs> this is the time. Men and women alike. Pregnancy with no pregnancy. Shrink. Spare not. Hey. If you wait, time waits for no man. And there are seasons in life when, you see, the Bible said, once the Lord has spoken, twice I have heard. How? How is it that God speaks once and man hears twice? When he speaks one, you must hear one. I believe the second one, eh? you must speak to yourself what God said and hear and run with it. Remind yourself what has been said. Because the human being likes to sit down waiting for God to do what man has to do. And God doesn't do what man has to do. So, spare not. Tell somebody that. Rise up and do what you've got to do. Beautiful. Spare not. Very powerful. There are people who procrastinate mentally, mentally. They just, they know what to do. They just shelve it. Mental procrastination. And there are some who are mentally ready, but they procrastinate physically. I'm going to do this, but they don't do it on time. So by the time they know, some other things have come to fill in the space, and the main thing never gets done. But we are going somewhere and life, this time that has been given to us, there is no pause in the time. Every second the time is running. Every second. That is why if there are things to do, we have to do now. And in stretching and lengthening the, the, the stretching, the curtains, he says, spare not. If there is a ministry to do, you start doing it. That's why I say, serve your creator. 
in the days of your youth. Praise the Lord. Now, in this church, when we say there is a ministry to do, we never mean stop your job in the secular space to come and do only the work in the house of the Lord. Indeed, people who are doing the work in the house of the Lord full time, we are pushing them to go and do other things outside the church. Praise the Lord. But when you are working there and there is something to do here, you also have to do it. Praise the Lord. Hey. If there is school to attend and you don't, you see, semester, 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 semester. By the time you know, everybody is gone. Some people get tied down by things they must not allow themselves to be tied down with. But it says, spare not, move. Tell somebody, move. Come on now. Tell somebody, move, move. Tell somebody, don't spare the time. Because time will not spare you. Praise the Lord. So when you are stretching, these are some of the things you will be confronted with. The issue of time and being on time. That's number one. Spare not. Let's see the scripture again. Number two, it says, lengthen thy courts. Lengthen thy courts. So, when he said lengthen thy courts, it meant like a typical builder building. And uh, normally putting a stick here or measuring with a tape measure. So, you see that even a regular tape measure has been coiled in. It's winded inside. And the meters you want, you just hook it to one side and you keep stretching. When you get to the, the distance or the, the meter you want, then you stop. But the tape measure mostly has enough line within the coil to keep stretching. Praise the Lord. So, if you take in like regular courts, which people used to um, employ in measuring stuff, you see that the whole bundle of cord will be there. And then you stretch it as much as you want in hooking one end to the other. It says that as for our capacity to stretch, it's inexhaustible. But how far you stretch is determined by your own decision. So, whether it's education, whether it's marriage, whether it's ministry, whether it's prayer, whatever it is. Next week I'll be teaching about the areas where we need to stretch. But whatever it is, whether it's a mental stretching you need to stretch, you need, there is the, the cord is enough for you to lengthen See, you have to lengthen the cord. The cord will not lengthen itself. You have to determine how far you want to go and lengthen to suit where you are going. Praise the Lord. How far do you want to go as a father? How far do you want to go as a preacher? How far do you want to go as, as an employee? How far? Lengthen those cords. There are courts within you. 
He didn't say court. Court. And you can lengthen in different directions. So sometimes when you go to a building site, they are tied here to here, to there, to there, to there. They are braced inside. You, when you put all that distance together, you will see that it's a long rope. Because the person is determined to work. So when the Bible now says, look at the scripture, put it again. He says that, he said that, enlarge, and he says that, lengthen thy courts. Brother, sister, the courts that are in you, they can be lengthened. You can stretch them. And if you are not careful, you just stretch one area of your life and leave the other areas. And sometimes the inappropriate things are the things we are more given to lengthening. So you are known for gossip instead of for some marketing. Oh, what am I even saying? Projecting things that are not necessary, causing confusion. When your presence must project peace and brotherly love. So you see that people like to, so people like to lengthen the rough part of their lives. That you are sponsoring your addiction against your future. So you see that You'll be there instead of reading a book in the bathroom, you know, when you are sitting on the porch, you know, you will be busily masturbating. Lengthening that. When people are using their mind to do important things, you are busily taking Viagra. You, I don't know what you want in this life. When you are on the internet, you say, whilst other people are lengthening their scope in terms of what might be opportunities in the world out there, you are you are just watching demonic cartoons. You are watching foolish stories by so-called celebrities. And the fight, people are fighting and you are commenting. You are just wasting your mental courts. Hey. Then go forward, so I still don't we. And prepare yourself to have your own partner. Lengthen that side and stop this foolishness. Hey. There's a way that 
If God doesn't give you a word, you will lengthen the foolish part of your life. And it will bring you trouble. So, lengthen your courts. There are many, many potentials in you that will require you lengthening one cord and that cord will pull another cord out. Have you seen when there are multiple cords in, in something? When you pull in one and the roller is going around, it will bring the mouth of another one. And then that one too can be, can be stretched. Are you here at all? My father is an electrician, so I'm telling you electrical things. You see that it will be coming. You see that it will be coming. You see that it will be coming. Different ones will be coming. There. So there are things if you don't begin, other potentials in you will not pop up. And so you start. Start from somewhere. That single cord, lengthen it. Praise the Lord. Lengthen it. And go as far as you can go. There is no limitation to how far you can go because it is God himself who has instructed us to stretch. Praise the Lord. Then when he came, he said that, now strengthen thy stakes. Stakes are sticks. Sticks that are put down. One here, one there. You might call them poles. Because the whole idea is that you are building a tent. So you know the canopy. There are metals there that are holding the canopy. Praise the Lord. So we normally, we have used the covering as the name of the whole structure. The whole thing is supposed to be a tent. The canopy is what is above it. And we call it canopy. So, normally, it is the finished part, or maybe the nicest part that we will use to name a thing. But the real important part, sometimes we don't talk about. So, God said that, let us talk about what will make you build your house or build your tent in a stable way. If you need to build and build well, the pillars are important. The stakes, whether you are using sticks, you are using mortar, you are using metal, make sure that you strengthen them. Hey! When I was younger, when we used to build a Christmas um, house, you know, <laughs> Christmas house who, who go and cut sticks, logs or sticks, and then we'll put them in four corners, who brace them, blah, blah, blah. And then you'll be pounding around them, around the hole you put the stick in, put some rocks there, pound and make sure that it is very firm to hold the, the house you are building. It's nice. Where you are born is important too. <laughs> now, if you are born in Ridge, Cantonment, East Legon, all those things. When we are saying important things, you don't even understand them. How will you even understand? Everything is cartoons for you. No experience on ground. 
So you see that some people, when they build that kind of Christmas house, you'll be there, you'll be playing inside the grass. Because the stakes were not strong. Some of the stakes in our lives that we have to build on are not there in the first place. Some don't have a financial pillar. Your uncle be somewhere. It's your financial sponsor. You are going nowhere. You need to build and stake yourself and strengthen it from whatever you have been receiving. From wherever. Please, don't make any man your source. Watch the scripture. Please watch the scripture very carefully. He said, strengthen thy stakes. The stakes are not for somebody. The stakes are your own acquisition. So you can strengthen them. Are you here now? You are here. You don't have savings. And you are not growing your savings. You, You need die, die. That die, yours, that mind must enter your head. Jesus is not the reason why somebody is sick. It's not the reason why somebody is poor. And let me tell you that no matter how hard we pray, sometimes sickness will be cured when you have money. Not when you have anointing. Yes. I remember some years ago, a woman got cancer and uh, she was moving from Nigeria to UK and then she, when she got there she couldn't balance herself so when she went she had something water in her lungs and uh, she was sent to the hospital they did some tests and they realized that she had cancer and the cancer was in stage 4 something like she had some few moments to live and die so the husband called me and we started praying. And I flew from Ghana to UK. Because they just gave the woman a death report. You have some fuse, whatever, to die. So they took the woman to the Harley Street Clinic. It's one of the most expensive clinics that treat cancer in the UK. Every day, the amount they were collecting. I said, sickness is foolish. No be small matter. So when day I was praying with a woman, praying with a woman, praying with a woman, I believe. She came to share a testimony here. It is God that healed her. But watch this. So every day they were draining some amount of water from her lungs. And that was keeping her alive for the prayer and the medicine to work. When she finally got miraculously healed by a combination of prayer and medicine and I met the husband in Nigeria 
The man told me, he said, poverty is a bastard. I said, oh God, what do you mean? He said, my wife would have died if I was a poor man. Do you know how much they were collecting in that hospital per day? Ghana government needs that money. One of our members um, last December got um, an accident and the church decided to take care of him. Omo. Jephthah, Ike, and all these media guys that were in the hospital, people were dying like. They were packing them. Oh boy. Myself, Mr. Nenege, Dr. Yvette, all of us. Look. People were dying not because they were ready to die. People were dying because there was no financial support and human support for them. Yes. By the time they say go and bring this and you are scratching your head for lack of funds, that delay by the time you come, person has been terminated. They use the word spark. Hey, we I remember one of the nights. Where is Yvette? I saw Yvette somewhere here. What was the blood level? 4.0. The hospital didn't know. She happened to be there. She was not working in that particular emergency room, but because she was a doctor, she was at We just, she saw there. Look, you need money, you need people. She somewhere, so I said, let me check this guy's pressure. The pressure was, oh boy, low, 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 low. The guy was going. Everywhere swollen. It's a miracle. Please say it. Now they said the hospital, I don't want to mention, no, doesn't have the blood. Me, Minister Neneje, Pastor Ben, Jerry, we moved three cars. Midnight, around one, two, we were moving from facility. We moved from wherever. We moved to 37. We moved here. We moved here. We moved here. Eventually, the pints of blood they needed. We got some. We didn't get some. Then we called one. one. Where's Josephine? Josephine is there. He called one facility B. Then we, we said, they said they don't have, but they can manufacture for us what we want. I said, we have the money. Oh. <laughs> Do the miracle now. Poverty person will be standing there crying. Ah, our enemy has gotten us. <laughs> when they say we need four, I said, buy six. Buy eight. Let the devil not come and say, they put the blood inside the thing, just drain away. Just buy, just hey, someone say hey. Not be so matter. We were. Fi- it's a fight. I remember some place when they could give us the blood. They were playing politics with us. We call everybody we know. Hey, 
We got then one place there event called one soldier man like that. He came there, he just shouted, one, two, three, they brought the blood out. Almost. If you don't, and you have to be strong to strengthen your stakes, our brother would have died. We put car there, car, standing car, sitting car in the hospital. All the guys stayed in the hospital for more than a month. Car there. Morning, two people were there in the day. Evening, two people were there. With bag. Full of money. Anything they say, king, run. Run. Church must not bury person. I'm saying, no matter how hard we pray, if the financial stake is weak, people will die. So please, if you're a child of God, all we have to do is not prayer. It's also planning and building strength in the different areas that makes life successful and stable. Don't put all your life thinking that we are here to go to heaven alone. We are here first. Before we will go, here now you want to. We must make sure that this here is not punishing us because it can change our view of where we are going. So please, if you have to strengthen your financial life, strengthen, strengthen your business life, strengthen your career life, strengthen, don't be in that workplace. You went there in an entry level with a first degree and then the politics will rise and then you will now say people don't like you, people don't like, don't you know that there's a certain level of qualification that people don't do politics with you? How come you were a teacher? You went in with a teacher training certificate. So when all your friends were jumping and doing degree, sandwich, degree, that one, masters, what were you doing? You were chopping love? What were you doing? You were busily giving birth? What were you doing? Some of you are busily waiting to give birth. Say, I want to give birth before I go to school. Is there any way, you, can you know any how you can give birth? Is there timing on childbirth? Uh, by the time you know, 2020 is gone. 2020 is gone. You are still waiting to give birth. Then, position will be vacant at workplace. And then you say, I'm the one who has been here longest. Why did they advertise to bring in someone? They will bring. They must bring. They should bring. They ought to bring. Is a business for your father. It's only family business. They don't look for qualification before they promote. But somebody's business. They pay you at that level. If you don't like, go and look for a new one. And you won't even pack your bags and put somebody has taken that place. You say, I've been here for long. Please don't be anywhere for long without gaining more muscle. Strengthening your stake to take over. Hear the matter. 
All of you that say, people hate me, it's demonic. It's not demonic. It's not what? Talk to me. It's not what? I'm saying it's not what? It's not demonic. Some of the things are not demonic. Some of them are academic. Tell somebody, it's not demonic, it's academic. Everything is demonic. If you look at the woman, the way she's doing, she's a witch. She's not a witch. It's not a witch. It's a world changer. You want, you want world-class players. It's not a witch. Hey! Your level is low for where we are going. We need somebody with a higher something. You understand? Are you sure you are here? Yeah. What is Dada? The old, old way. Old one. When the whole world has moved, you are still there priding yourself. You are still making children count sticks and counters. Don't know the modern way of teaching children how to cross line here, do addition, do multiplication. Go to Japan and see. When I was young, we used to go and chop sticks. Tie it. Five, five, ten, ten. You know what so? Like that. Dirty people's houses. Straw. Countess. This is how children learn how to suck beer. They will be popping beer. They will go to beer bars, collect counters, come and count like that. They see people sucking Guinness, sucking beer like that. Their appetite went up. You can't teach anything on the computer. You are still doing it the old way and bragging that the old way is better. Which old way? Which old way? When they are doing the brilliant math and science quiz, from the school called St. Augustine's College. Do you see Newton, Alpha, all those guys? The question has not ended. They are not using counters. Question has not ended. The brain has worked like a computer. Like that. The reaction is in the mind. The thing is working. What time do you have? The whole time you don't have more than 30 seconds to answer the question. Even if you are counting counters, how much can you count under 30 seconds? That's the bragging. If you want to look for a teacher for your children, eh, look for a modern day teacher. Because the questions they are asking, no? They are modern day supersonic questions. And you are there, not strengthening your stake. Some of you are a teacher, you should become a headmaster. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But because you have not strengthened your stake, you'll be there and they will bring one small boy or girl who has masters in education from UCC or Winneba or somewhere. 
and will become headmaster and will be ordering you about then you now bring attitude. You bring attitude, look at her, look at her, look at her. My first child is even even older than oh, who cares? Who you who cares? Some of you who work in health facilities, then I'll bring a matron, small young boy, young girl, hospital administrator. If you say, what is going on here? Then you will now do this. Because <laughs> in your mind, when I started working, were you born? Oh. <laughs> I'm going to tell those young people when they come, they should deal with you well, well. Because you refuse to strengthen your stake. How can you and I be in this sacra? People move from Cape Coast Kumasi, to come and buy land. You and I, we are not buying anything here. A time will come, you will see that you are an alien in a land you have been dwelling forever. sorry. You go ahead, let your family eat all your money you are earning and don't strengthen your stake. That's some tone. And I'll be who say, you need an established pillar to give you suko. And some of you, when your wives are telling you, think about the family, you're always thinking about what your sister, your sister will even come and fight your wife. Your wife is a witch. God forbid, perish the thought. When your child is sick, or you yourself, you are sick, you see whether you have a sister or you have a wife. Let them chop all the money in the name of, it's our brother, we sold our cloth, it's our child, we sold our this. I'm not saying don't take care of your family. I've preached enough about taking care of your family, honoring them, but hear not. Hear this nonsense I'm saying this morning. Don't make your family a liability in the time of adversity because you didn't plan for your family. Don't let anybody come to your house, bully your wife, bully your children, pay cousin school fees. Did you give back to the nephew? The nephew, is it not somebody's waste practice? Leave me, let me talk. Person, where stretch the waist? Where is that person? That person doesn't have pocket. Now you women, when you are lying down for them to manifest like that on you, watch it too. The guy lost me. The guy lost me. Foolish. Love. love. What is love? Have you, when you see love, will you see Anybody wants to love you without a strengthened stake. It's a disaster looming for your future. Because when the real life issues pop up, you'll see that they can't stretch. You'll be left alone. That's why you see somebody will be pregnant and the man will run out of the house. The man has run. It's not that he doesn't like children. <laughs> I'm feeling it already. Hey! 
May you never run out of your house because of something that is coming. Just run. You run, uh, the woman will go and deliver the baby. And then afterward, they will call the man, come and name the child, do. <laughs> Tell somebody there are businesses you need to start now. Do it to strengthen your stake. Is it powerful? Please, let's rise. You have been listening to the testimony word broadcast from the Keepers House Chapel International. Locate us at Madina Estate, Accra, off the social welfare road between the Gulf Lane Station and Vawan Washing Bay. Follow us on Facebook at the Keepers House Chapel International. Podcast and audio rima at Reverend Francis Auburn. Visit our website at www.keepershousechapel.org. One word. For further information, call 244 177 831 or 0204-916-168 or 0277-532-360. Experiencing Jesus, Bethany Ministries.